0: Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutela to Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show.
1: Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! No. Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Damian Lillard has moved to Dame time. And who's the best ever to never win a championship? It is the two tell nuances. The two telling Nuanish show. It's not that what it is. It's two tell nuances. That's it. It's no show about it. Sit here, chat with each other. I guess it's a show. Maybe it's a show for you okay i'll move on great to be with you thanks for being with us on a friday clearly i'm wound up it's probably the florence coffee's got me all excited <laughs> now now i'm talking too fast if you would uh, like to call the show feel free 361-3688, 361-3688. all guests join us via the Rankage brothers rv phone line you can also text that line as well send us a text give us your thoughts your uh, feedback as we go here 361-3688 is the uh, phone number there if you would like to listen live, you can do so on the World Wide Web. The web is available for you all the time, at least as far as I'm aware. So is our website, 1029ESPN.com. You go listen on the stream, wherever you are. you out of market, doesn't matter, in your office, etc. cetera. 1029ESPN.com, you listen live on the stream all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, let's take a look at what we have in the show today. Uh, the FCS has moved out. One group of five athletic director is saying it will lose, their school will lose significantly more money by playing in the fall than by waiting or not playing at all. So we'll get into that a little bit. We also will have our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. We're going to give you away some fun little items to the Iron Grizz, so stick around for that. Damian Lillard. Now, did I hear this right? He's the first player in NBA history to go for 40 and more in three consecutive games that his team won by three points or less. I think is I think that is the stat that it is. 61 51 and then was it 42 ultimately last night the final total for Damian Lillard. What a ball game. That was that was the first one. That was the first one we we're like here we are. It's happening. The NBA is shifted into playoff mode and it is and we got a play-in game between the memphis grizzlies and the uh, in fact a potentially two play-in games but at least the first play-in game between the grizzlies and the and the trailblazers the last set of games tonight to finish out this regular season part but they're they're really not consequential uh in any respect so uh we will uh take a look at uh, damian lillard what he had to do top of the hour we'll get into the best teams to not win a championship i got a what i think is an interesting list and it opens up a uh uh a, a, a passageway into my bombastic claim yesterday that we have yet to have a legitimate national champion in FBS college football. So we'll get into that. And also, the restrictions such as they are right now in the county of Missoula, in Missoula County, are going to make for a very interesting high school football season if they remain as they are. So we'll get into, uh, into all of that. Uh, Coulter, nice to see you there, my friend. Uh, as we do every Friday, we like to take a moment And reflect on the nice things in life. And one of the nice things in life is coffee. Another one of the nice things in life are smoothies. And guess what? Florence Coffee Company, they got them both for you. It's our Florence Coffee Company Friday afternoon coffee break. A cheers to you. You got yourself a coffee over there. I have a little bit of uh, regular black coffee here as well. But I got us to share here, Colter a Huckleberry smoothie. It's delicious. It is delicious. You go over there right now. It's a hot day. It's going to be a hot weekend. You're very close to a Florence Coffee kiosk right now. You go through a little drive through area right there. Get yourself a Huckleberry smoothie. It doesn't get more Montana than that, for crying out loud. A Montana-based company serving you Huckleberry smoothies in a, you know, in a Montana drive through So, uh, we've been enjoying our smoothies very much from the Florence Coffee Company. You go ahead and do it as well on a Friday afternoon. Stay Cool. Get yourself ready for a very nice, warm, hot weekend, and uh, Florence Coffee Company is how you're going to do just that. All right, Coulter, you're furrowing your brow. What's happening?
0: Oh, nothing. I was just doing some research for um, something other than the show. Future Coulter. Standard. No, no, this is actually for the show. I -hmm. I was, I was just uh, thinking of something. But uh, as we continue our, um, my completely made up. New segment. Yes. Coulter's Library. Coulter's Happy Place. Anybody that wants to sell some books or something, call us. we got lots of sponsorships. We can create anything for you. Yes, this is this is Shameless Sales on the live radio. I'm really just trying to eat up as much time as we possibly can so we can get through the end of our day. Uh, this book is an awesome book. Have you read this book, Gus? I, I don't this even see what the, it is. This book is The System, The Glory and Scandal of Big Time College Football mm. by Jeff Benedict and Armand Katea. It's uh, It's awesome. It's, it's really, really, really good. It's about everything from, I I find, I find the amount that we can know about literally everything in this day and age to be fascinating. And I think that the most interesting realm that we can know so much about that people don't know about is college athletics. Big time college football and big time college basketball. I think that there's an understanding of sort of the cliche. Not the Kremlin. Football, college football. I mean, That's I mean,
1: the thing uh, we, know, we
0: know. We should know more about. I, I think. I think that there's. I think there's been a, a cumulative denial by people. I think that they want. I think that the greater American public and I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing because I do think that at its base, at its roots. The 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 communal aspect and the pageantry and the, the deep affiliation and emotion and celebration that's attached to specifically college football broadly is one of the most joyous things that we have in America. Right. There's also so much you can know and still enjoy the joyous nature of it. And I actually think if you understand, I don't want to say it's seedy because I don't think it's seedy. I think it's actually very sophisticated, the underbelly that is college football. Underbelly is the wrong word, too. There's just so many factors that I think that the common fan just does not analyze whatsoever. Mm. I was talking the other night. Uh, a couple guys were asking me, what do you think of paying players? I said, well, players already get paid. They said, what do you mean? I said, at the, at the Power Five, players get full cost of attendance stipends. That goes, It's a check that is for you after everything else in your life, well, not everything else, but room and board and- After all your school, your school costs are paid for. Your school, your room and board, food. your room, your food, your mm-hmm. board, everything is paid for, you get a check. And at the big schools, it's a pretty substantial check. Mm-hmm. Way more expendable income than almost any other college student yes. has. Way more expendable income than a lot of us adults that have full-time jobs have. They had no idea. But th- there's this, this book, The System. It's not just a- book about scandal it's just it's a book about all the ins and outs of the college football world so for example at the university of florida or the university of tennessee they have a group on campus that is made up of all young women that are basically future marketing majors or future um event, event planners pr people Women, they're going to go probably work for the Chamber of Commerce or, you know, some sort of organization where they're throwing events or, you know, just facilitating networking style things. But all of these young ladies then are, they are basically the welcomers for Tennessee football and basketball. So when you come to campus, one of these young women, and they only hire women, one of these young women will take you around on a on a visit of campus. Aside from what the coaches are going to do, aside from what the academic advisors, the athletic department administrators, all that. Just a little host that will just show you the ins and outs. Here's a cool place to have coffee. But I think that people don't understand that. And all of the little elements of that, I think it's a great thing. It, it makes the college campuses very vibrant. But also, just like anything, there's there's a double-edged sword. It can become exploitative. And I, I think that's where we've seen with some other schools where you got in trouble with hosting because hosting then becomes uh, something of an unsavory role, not just a tour guide, not just somebody that's a exuberant school spirit enthusiast. <laughs> so it, it could it could go down the wrong road, but yeah. they, they they go over every single element of all of this and they go over some of the most famous scandals in college football, some of the most um float or I guess some of the most um fabricated scandals in college football. The Mike Leach, Craig James Son scandal with the kids in the closet. They talk about boosters. T Boone Pickens is a huge character in this book, but it's it's very good. And and it's not one of those. It's not one of those. On the surface, when you look at the cover, you'd think, "Oh man, this is something that's like a whistle blowing, blow the top off of all of the horrible parts of college football." That's not what it is. In fact, seventy five percent of it just teaches you the ins and outs of the way that it works. Uh, not in any sort of detrimental way whatsoever, but it's a very very interesting book. I think it reveals how many people it takes and how much res- how much money and, and the just the full breadth of resources that it takes mm. to run you know a, a power five football program in general. It's a very good book I would suggest I think it should be next on your list. Great sale. thank you. I, uh,
1: I will pick it up and take a look at it. It's not next on my list. it was put like it's, it's it's next. On, it has made the list. Good. At the end of the list that
0: it is. What depressing book are you reading right now? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> you, you're you <laughs> the master of the depressing books. You know, my life is so good if I don't
1: balance it out with a little of the other side of reality, you know, then, you know, I assume the best. And I, you know, I, I appreciate. want to make sure that I've got my feet firmly I, uh, placed on terra firma, you know, I appreciate it.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running, from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more.
1: Uh, all right, Coulter, uh, a couple things. You th- So first of all, the Missouri Valley has moved their conference football season to spring. They, much like the Big Sky, had sort of left an open door for possibly fall non-conference games to be played. North Dakota State, at least, has today said, no, we're not doing that either. Uh, we will not be playing any football of any sort here in the spring. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure there's anybody left to play anyway, even if you wanted to do that. But also... Well,
0: I mean, yeah, you're, you're correct. Right. I mean, you could... you could. I guess there was some power fives maybe hanging on. Sure.
1: I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe even a group of... I don't know. A Nebraska, we talked about <laughs> Nebraska, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So...
0: so <laughs> let's let's be straight here, though. I know we're going to get into the bylaws that kind of were uh, a main motivator for this decision, but... Also, what Power Five team wants to play? If you're one of the three Power Five conferences that's going to still be playing and say the college football playoff actually is still in the works and you're vying for one of those spots, why on earth would you ever play North Dakota State?
1: Um, it's, It's a very good point. The only team that, I mean, I would think that Nebraska would be the only real team both from a regional standpoint and because they also are now uh, a school without a conference, and now there's a, there's a war going on there already uh, but, between them and the Big Ten.
0: Been why? Why flags been la- yeah, been waived? No, Bill, Bill Moose, uh, athletic director, Shut went on the radio, down. went on the radio yesterday, said we're not leaving the Big Ten. Big Ten's good for us. We're good for the Big Ten. We're in the Big Ten. Um,
1: but at the end of the day, that, you know that was a thought that might be out there, uh, and the only reason it's good and it's a significant reason is because it's a football game. You know, and if you're trying to play and there's nobody else, then then you go, okay, yeah, let's go. Bring it on. NDSU and Lincoln. Here we here we go. Nebraska, oddly enough to me, now obviously this game isn't happening, but would have more to lose than almost anyone, not because they have championship aspirations, but because they are trying to prove that they are on the rebuild and that they are on the, you know, they are working to become a Big Ten contender and even bigger than that. And you go ahead and lose at home in the only game you could find to an FCS team, though it's North Dakota State, and it is a bad, bad look, my friend. Oh, bad look. 100%. Even though it's not that bad a look. No, totally. But nobody appreciates that.
0: It's such a great point, man, because where Nebraska's at now, combined with where they have been and where they see themselves as being able to go, mm-hmm. even when North Dakota State won at Kinnick Stadium over Iowa when Iowa was, I believe, number 19 in the country, and they or- they orchestrate a two-minute drill to beat them at the end. Let me ask you a question. Even that, though, on the national scene, it was not, oh, my gosh, look at how far the Iowa Hawkeyes have fallen. It was like, look at this cool upset. Even when NDSU ran rough shot over Iowa State, rushed for 350 yards against them. Still, on the national scene, oh, the Cyclones aren't that good, but also good for North Dakota State. They continue to beat up on the big boys. When they beat Kansas State, all that. Just imagine, though. If North Dakota State was to take it to Nebraska, <laughs> it would be a catastrophe. Lincoln and, and nationally, because it, the 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 red meat would just be out for the for the scavengers for sure. Everybody would be all over them. Look at how far the mighty Cornhuskers have fallen. If Nebraska played North Dakota State, the the best wide
1: receiver in that game, what team does that guy play for? North Dakota State. Best quarterback in that game. North Dakota State. Probably not the best safety, although it was until he transferred from North Dakota State in this offseason. Well, no, Jabril Cox is a linebacker. but, but Or linebacker. But, okay, yeah, but sure,
0: Jabril Cox would be one of the three, if not the best linebacker in Nebraska, now, yes.
1: Now, I, I think there's certainly a handful of positions that the best player in the game would be a, a Nebraska Cornhusker, certainly. A lot, yes. A lot of them. But there them. are several positions, quarterback most notably, where unquestionably the better player, the best player on the field at that spot, would
0: be... a. <clears throat> An NDSU bison. At least the most talented. Trey Lance is the most talented player. The Martinez kid is really good. He's good. No, he's good. He. But, but I agree with you. He, right. Trey Lance. Okay. Who is? Anyway. Trey Lance is like the third most talented quarterback in the country. Period. <laughs> right? For what
1: it's worth, I don't put a ton of stock into this because as I've said a hundred times, all the rules that exist, they just don't exist right now. You know, everything's just going to get overrun. But it is worth noting there's an NCAA bylaw that states that you can't split your season between two seasons, or you know, one one you know, spring, winter, fall sports, athletics, got to all be played within whatever the realm of that season is from a date standpoint. I don't know what the hard dates are, even if there are hard dates. But that is one of the restrictions that existed that would insinuate from the from the NCAA's view you in fact can't play non-conference football in the fall and then play conference football in the spring now that coming to light perhaps was something that did you know motivate NDSU ultimately to shut down the idea of doing any non-conference in this fall Uh, I think it was pretty highly unlikely anyway I also think that if they wanted to Getting a waiver or saying, yeah, okay, well, you know, unique circumstance, whatever it is, you know, let, let us play anyway. Likely the NCAA wasn't going to stand in the way of that, although I don't put anything past the NCAA at this point in time. But nonetheless, it's, first of all, it's a, a fairly reasonable bylaw, it seems to me, just in, in normal circumstances, Splitting splitting seasons up half and half or whatever, a quarter, three quarters, doesn't make a ton of sense. It probably messes other stuff up, so they have this rule that you can't really do it.
0: So, let me ask you this. I think this okay. is something that we maybe have not considered. All right. So, the, the bylaw reads... Uh, the NCAA does not allow a split season, so FCS programs that play non conference in the fall semester must secure multiple waivers to compete in the spring semester. It's likely various subcommittees would recommend the waivers for the NCAA's approval, but they still remain necessary. But here's my question for you. Even with that bylaw coming to light, I think that, you know, b- broadly, I think most schools knew that that would be the case, but the fact that it's being reported on and is now part of the national conversation probably was another factor in north coast state and other schools that were kind of hanging on towards the end Mm -hmm. but there's the ohio valley was the 13th out of 13 fcs conferences to to cancel today but they as well as the southland as well as the socon have the, the big sky said no more no games this fall the missouri valley said no games this fall but the socon the southland and the ohio valley who are which are probably the 4th, 5th, and 6th conferences in whatever particular order you want to rank them in in the FCS outside of the Power 3 of the Big Sky, the Missouri Valley, and the Colonial Athletic Association. Those three conferences have allowed for non-conference games to continue to be played in the fall. They're they're allowing this. The Week 0, the FCS kickoff game, which has been a cool deal. I featured Montana versus North Dakota State once upon a time. It's also had some other, you know, Jacksonville State versus Eastern Washington was a good one a couple of years ago. This year features Austin P., who lost in the playoffs last year at Montana State, but certainly a program on the rise, versus Central Arkansas, which has been, uh, which has, is the school that has risen to become sort of the team to beat in the Southland. That game is still on the docket. It has not been canceled as of today. So my question for you, this bylaw aside, I think that there's some teams that are trying to play these games, bylaw be damned, because they don't think it's going to happen in the spring. So they're trying to play in the fall to get a little bit of something and then get ready for next fall. What do you think of that? Makes sense to
1: me. Um, I think that uh, any game that happens this fall, is going to have a unique and incredibly large amount of publicity that goes along with it. Yep. Uh, even to the point of a central Arkansas, who is the other school in there? Austin P. Austin P Yep. Game being an ESPNU or ESPN2 level sure. broadcast. Yep. Which it never would have even been noticed that the game had been played, you know, in a in a normal circumstance. Uh, because it's a week zero game, maybe it would have been noticed a little bit. But I agree with what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, okay, that's and that's fair. And there's only. But I agree with what you're saying. But um, is that enough for these two schools to go like you know, this will this will give us the some, a level of recognition that we could never have otherwise, you know been able to achieve uh would that be motivating i don't know is the idea that they think the spring is unlikely a motivator to like get something done right now um perhaps i think operating under the assumption that playing one and only one game is not going to compromise things like eligibility and you know redshirt status, et cetera, et cetera, for either the spring or 2021 is probably a reasonable assumption. Uh, and so maybe you think you, you go ahead and, and go ahead and play the, the the game. I don't know. But, you know, week zero is coming quick, and uh, we're close to zero games available for week zero.
0: In breaking news, Missouri State yeah. is the only Missouri Valley School that has not canceled. Okay. Despite the Missouri Valley Conference saying that they don't want fall football games, Missouri State is going to play their fall football games. At least as of now, they have a game against Oklahoma. That's a big one, just in terms of the payout. They need it. Mm-hmm. They're also going to play a home and home against Central Arkansas. So Missouri Valley and Missouri in the State in, 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 in the non-conference. Okay. So Missouri State right now has three. They just added a home and home against Central Arkansas. This is per Wyatt. L- Uh, Wyatt Wheeler of the Springfield News Leader, so MSU, that's Missouri State, will play at UCA on September 26th and will host the Bears on October 17th. Oh, interesting.
1: So they're going to do this thing where it's like almost a month between each game, three weeks between each game? Yep. Um, Bobby Petrino. (laughs) That's the only thing that I thought of. But also, the thing that I I wanted, the thing I'm interested in is if you're going to play Oklahoma early in the season, and then wait three weeks and play your first game against Central Arkansas and then three more weeks. I mean, that presumes a lot of practices. It, it does. Now, maybe you do a thing where you t- you take two weeks all the way off and then no you way. practice for the week. But th- this is what I want to understand because if everything is moving to the fall. Right. Into the spring, it, you mean. Into the spring, yes. Excuse me, into the spring. It seems to me that, that the NCAA is going to have to create some sort of evenness like in the it, in the when you play football in the fall every number of practices every number of hours that you're with you know your team and stuff is accounted for and and is very very closely monitored and restricted by the NCAA it's also true in the spring right you got your spring football practices you got like 15 of them or something like that that you can have it's x number of hours it's eight, you know this that and the third I would think that it would be there's, a, there's an asymmetry here, right If Missouri State is playing three games and has three months worth of practices through the fall altogether, well no one else is doing anything. That's my question
0: for you because if you're getting it in, regardless of what you think of the the wisdom yes of playing yes if you're getting it in and, and other people aren't you you're basically playing with house money. Absolutely, and that—that's because if it's if it's allowed by the NCAA, then they can't then penalize you retrospectively. And there is a chance that all these teams that are not playing at all whatsoever this fall are not playing. And that's why again the NCAA, until
1: the next fall, the NCAA has to have some sort of they 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 have to create some sort of regulations. It seems to me. I mean, listen, no nobody on this show is uh, in any sort of love or has any sort of uh, uh, rose-colored glasses on about the NCAA. But the necessity of a body that exists to regulate what is college athletics is 100% necessary. You know, I mean, you have to have something so that, that, that schools have to be answerable to something beyond themselves, so that kids aren't being completely taken advantage of with nobody paying any attention whatsoever and you could you know respond to that as you as you like but the point is is if if there was no NCAA and Ohio State just goes well we're practicing a hundred hours a week that's what we're gonna do around here then you know that's you know it's 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 not good right and also it's not even because not you know not everybody's answerable to the same to the same rules and all that so you have to have that and now there's a situation where a whole new set of rules needs to basically be built on the fly which is not on one hand some a lot of the particulars are not easy to administer and do and so forth and so on i would think broadly speaking it wouldn't be that tough to come up with a, well, hey, hold on here. Missouri State going three months of full-on football through the end of October and nobody else in their own conference doing anything whatsoever that we're not, this can't really
0: work, you know? I don't know. That's where it becomes so convoluted. And I think that that's, it's still the thing that, gets overlooked so often is the NCAA is the schools. It's a member institution. It's not a governing body. It's it's an organization of schools. There is a president, but and there is a president's council. There's all these boards. But there's not a group of people that are not already attached to a school. The only person in the NCAA that's not attached to a specific school is Mark Emmert. Right. I, I'm sure he has... Well, I mean, there's there's other yeah, the, administrative sure. folks. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, he has a, a West Wing of sorts of, of people, administrators, sure. But as far as who's making decisions, it's all council members. It's all board of directors, things like that. And so that's where it becomes so difficult. When it fractures, I don't know how you ever come back to the middle because we've gotten to this point where you have 1,268 NCAA member institutions and you couldn't be farther apart from... Willamette and Whitworth and Ohio State. They're all in the NCAA. Yeah. How do you govern those, those things when there's not an actual governing body? It's only a member institution.
1: It's 2TEL on 102.9 ESPN Radio. We'll come back to uh, all this here in just a little bit. But let's have some fun on a Friday, shall we? Our dear friend Carolyn. She's the chick who doesn't know sports. She's going to join us right after this. Kurtz Polaris, they're at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, and Highway 83 in Sealy, Two great Western Montana locations, also online, so you can get them anywhere anytime at Kurtzpolaris.com. It's warm and boys and girls is getting warmer. Some would even say hot. So get outside, get in the mountains, get up in the elevation, get away from it for a while, maybe get on the lake. You got dirt biking? off-roading side-by-sides and some boating to do and all of it you can get done with Kurtz Polaris Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes you want to go two wheels that's how you do it on the dirt bikes there top of the line brand new for the season at Kurtz they also have great Polaris side-by-sides the Rangers the Razors the General anything you need to do from hauling the family around to getting work done to going fast and getting your adrenaline up you can do it in a Polaris side-by-side from Kurtz and If you want to get your adrenaline down a little bit, which would be my goal, leisure time, get a crest pontoon boat. Get out on the lake. Get out on the river. Cruise around. Drop your lure in the water and hang out for a while on a sunny summer afternoon in Montana. What could be better? Summer the way you always envisioned with Curse Polaris online at CursePolaris.com. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. You tell ESPN Radio.
0: 26 FCS programs still remain to play non-conference games. Still have not made the decision to cancel and or postpone and or just forego any football this fall. Okay. Very good. Five from the Missouri Valley. That's probably the thing that people on our radio and television waves care about. Missouri State, South Dakota, Southern Illinois, Western Illinois, Youngstown State. Surprisingly, not South Dakota State. I was uh, mm. surprised by that.
1: At uh, Gus Hutel on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN on Twitter, at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter for all the best information and entertainment that you can get in the Twitter sphere.
0: You're the entertaining one. Have I ever been entertaining on Twitter? Absolutely not. I don't think so. Friends,
1: it's Friday. We are so very happy to be with you and to be with our friend, Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, presented by the Iron Grizz. Stick around to the end. We're going to give you, well, everything you want at the Iron Grizz, appetizers and wine. How can you do better than that? You absolutely can't. But before that, let's learn about sports. On a Friday, from somebody who doesn't know about sports, that's the irony of this little segment. Hello, Carolyn. How are you?
3: What an intro.
1: Yeah. Well, I've been working on it. Thank you. Yeah. I was reciting in front of the mirror all day yesterday, trying to get ready for this moment. I can tell. Uh, Nice to see you. You're looking
0: tan for being Irish.
3: I am really tan for (laughs) for my own... Complexion. Yeah. I'm just sort of shocked every day. Are you Irish? Yeah. Her name's
0: Carolyn Kelly.
3: That's my main name. Yeah. Well,
0: that's what you are. Right.
3: <laughs> I mean, okay. That's what
0: you're bored. That's is. fine. I, yeah. I, you know. Don't what, you think she looks and yeah. sounds Irish?
3: It She's acts like Irish? Irish Canadian.
1: It's not shocking, like, oh man, <laughs> the 6'10 <laughs> blonde gal is Irish. Yes, I can buy that you're Irish. I just didn't know.
3: And you've met she, my little leprechaun son. Generally speaking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's pretty hard for me to place most of the Anglo Saxons in the world. That just go, yep, German, yep, <laughs> right. English, yep. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Fair. So, okay, you're Fair. Irish. That's, great,
3: that's
1: great. Unbelievable. I am tan. Yeah, so.
3: I also wore the green to make it pop.
1: Yeah, but
3: okay. um, I did um, that lava rock and that river rock project. Really, gave me a lot of sun.
1: At your house. Yeah. You've been, yeah, yeah. You've chosen to replace one set of rocks with a different set of rocks looks, in the most suburban move ever.
3: It looks amazing.
1: What do you got for us this week, Carolyn?
3: Well, I finally am um, getting caught up in the last dance.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, on the cutting
0: edge, aren't we?
3: <laughs> I just want to talk so about- So
0: happens when you go to the lake four days a week. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sick burn. Sick burn, bro.
0: (laughs) It it was a referendum on my own personal choices, not uh, not a a, a criticism of Carol's life choices.
3: Um, All right.
0: So, okay. Yes. The the, The
3: last dance Dance. that that aired in March, I believe. Yes. (laughs) It's finally on Netflix. Okay. Anyway, the NBA players used to put on suits at the end of every game.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They don't do that
1: anymore, do they? No, they don't. Why and not? The reason is, is because there was a mandated dress code at one point in the NBA. And there still
0: is. So here's what happened. There was a mandated dress code. It went away. Then a lot of things that promoted controversy that shouldn't have been controversial happened because after Michael Jordan retired, NBA culture and hip-hop culture meshed. They collided very hard. And I think that in a lot of ways it was a wonderful thing in a lot of ways... It shouldn't have been criticized the way that it was, but it was. And guys like Allen Iverson and Jermaine O'Neal were really setting the pace in terms of fashion. Their fashion didn't uh, abide by the button-down white-collar fashion that many of the owners and older fans wanted. Hmm. So then they reinstituted a dress code, which at first was strict. But then now, if you notice now, guys, they don't necessarily wear suits, but they do dress nice. They're allowed to have their own style, but they're also not allowed to do the... You know, throwback football jersey with the big chain like they used to do. So I don't know. I always thought it was ridiculous. You can wear whatever you want. You're a grown man. Like it's it's ridiculous. But to answer your question, there was a dress code. that went away. Then I mean, there, there's here. a lot
1: of any a lot of companies that you work at, not yeah. ours. Uh, <laughs> you can you, you know you, you, there's a, there's a dress code to it, but sure, the, it, it is very different. I mean, you're a it, professional athlete. You're just going it, to. I mean, I, office, I, mean yeah.
0: I guess let's just be straight. There was a lot of racial undertones oh, no, to it. Oh, no, overtones. And, 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 absolutely. And, and that was the part that made, that was frustrating. Yes. Because felt- they were basically saying these guys are dressing too black, too, in the, like, too like they're from the street or Got something. It. Okay. And it's like, well, first of all, Alan Iverson is, so he can, I mean, he, he, that's where he is, that's where he's from. He's, he's I don't know. It, it, it was frustrating then, but it's evolved now to be uh, more flexible. I think that everybody's pretty much bought into it.
3: Well, I like it. I think they should bring back the suits. So. Well, the, well, the the, super, the nobody, superstars the suits
0: haven't gone away. The superstars really have embraced. I mean, like a guy like Dwayne Wade, like he got himself multiple endorsement deals with custom designers, and he was wearing a fresh new suit mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, Russell Westbrook has some pretty epic custom design. Outfit. Lebron's always looking good. Like they they, they do it right. I mean, yeah. these guys have a lot of resources. Why would it, if you're a designer, why wouldn't you say, "Hey, right. Lebron, like you're perfect looking. Let's put you in a suit and get you out there on the press conference." Not perfect. He's got a receding hairline.
3: Um, I can't imagine how much fabric it would take to dress him. By the way.
0: Well, how about how about Shaq in his custom made oh my suits God. on
3: right? NBA tonight. Did I mention I met Shaq? You did. Okay, I'm just checking. Okay. I him. okay.
1: Very good.
3: Um, speaking of LeBron, he has put together a really great. Charity idea. He is selling his game-winning shoes, Mm. and it's all the money's going to his school. Okay. Mm -hmm. The best, the top-selling shoe or the top-priced shoe is fifteen thousand dollars. So
1: he signs them, presumably, right? Yeah, Yeah, you got to have have an autograph. Game-worn shoes. Game-worn
3: shoes, and he's what he wears them once.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the standard. I mean, you get a new pair of shoes every time you play a game.
3: That's ridiculous.
1: Well, it's not ridiculous.
3: How do you you need to break them in? Don't think it.
1: I, blisters? I think that they I, I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the guys have actual like tailored sh- shoes oh, like, yeah, for their for tailored their actual shoes. feet, you know? I mean, it's performance.
3: That is so wasteful. It, it goes, Are you it, kidding me? It
0: goes back to the this isn't actually in the last dance, this is on uh, basketball love story, but it goes back to the 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 night Michael Jordan knew he was playing his last game in the in the garden. So he busted out a pair of his old ones, the very first Air Jordans. Yes. And, and he hadn't worn them in 14 or 15 years. And th- there's like the legendary, time mean, he dropped 50 that night, but he's like on the bench. They keep cutting to him. You can see him like, wasn't he bleeding? T- he's like telling Scott, blisters, him, like, bleeding. bro. Yeah. like I can't feel my feet. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's not good. It, first of
1: all, a bunch of the shoes externally have a bunch of you know they'll do different color coded things or they'll have different messages on them or they'll have different you know charities and things that they're that they're representing on the shoes and so it's a once off shoe in that respect to do exactly what lebron is doing and generate you know right. money that way but also if you have a contract with Nike for $100 million, you think you can get a new pair of shoes every single game that you play? Yeah, that's probably not going to be that big a deal. So you know,
3: they, they end up in a landfill. And no, it's they, a big deal. No,
1: they don't land up. They're not going in the garbage when they're done with them. They're going to eBay for thousands of dollars, and then kids are going to
3: school. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Okay. I forgot to mention something else from The Last Dance that came back, and I forgot about this. Okay, which was the big flu gate at that uh, Mm -hmm. at the the pizza situation. Mm -hmm. Have you guys talked about this? Yep, a little bit, but so I was Googling during it because I want to know what happened. Because you do research for this. I researched. Yeah, and I remember the game. I remember the story, but the guy who what did you say? So
0: what a novel concept. (laughs) And then he looked at me. He looked
1: at me. (laughs) He
3: shot me a glare. Some people are saying he did not get food poisoning. Some people are saying he it was.
1: He was sitting at the tables out too late.
3: He was smoking too many cigars. Yeah. Smoking stoves. Someone said he spit on the pizza, so no one in his um, entourage would eat it.
1: That's what he said. He said he licked the pizza, so he was the only one. So he was the only
3: one. Okay. So what do you guys think? What are your thoughts? I mean, he was in Utah, so it's not like he's out at a club till three in the morning.
1: Well, I don't have any idea why he was ill.
3: Well, thank you very much for that thorough response. I mean, what am I supposed
1: to say? We're 20, uh, whatever, you know, years after the fact. And, you know, first of all, I guess we can start here. No one says that he had the flu as such, okay? We know that this this was an externally introduced sickness and issue that he had, whether it was pizza or whether it was other items. Who knows? But the man was not feeling well. That much is clear, and it didn't really matter because he's the goat, and he bawled out.
3: Oh, that reminds me. (laughs) By the way, what does this say right here?
1: Okay, so for those of you who are on uh, uh, the radio with us, <laughs> Carolyn's given me her phone, and it says uh, this is a, a picture. It looks like a like a microfilm from a library. <laughs> it's from the like, microfiche. <laughs> <Lord? laughs> Was Air's retirement an elaborate ruse? Question mark.
3: What did they call Michael Jordan in that headline? Air. Thank you. That's okay. all. You were saying they didn't
1: do that. Yeah, no one calls him heir except well, for you and whoever wrote that who's clearly a huge sport fan.
0: To answer your question, Carolyn, part of the allure <laughs> of Michael Jordan is that the majority of legends surrounding him um, had been accentuated quite a bit and also cannot be proven one way or the other. It will ever It will forever be a mystery if Michael Jordan retired because of the... Uh, bright lights that he was living under or because he was a compulsive gambler. The first oh, time around. I know you, know? you have I mean, feelings. Well, no, I mean we will we'll never know. It could be a culmination of all of it. It could be none of it. Who knows? But uh that's part of the mystique. I think that's why he's so widely famous, right? Because he yeah, have that in 6
1: had, and 0 in the finals. Well, right, and but but dagger but, but is the one of the, all, Jordan all is court. one
0: of the only athletes to ever have to ever have the the wholesome Americana appeal that m- moms in white America can buy while also being the most ruthless killer ever that g- that men that love alpha dogs are obsessed with as well. He's mm-hmm. the one of the only guys I can think of that has them both. Brad Pitt. Mm. Uh,
3: it was, what? It was funny because I was watching last night and <laughs> they were playing the game. I think it was against the Pacers. I can't remember. And It was the one where he sh- went and got the three-pointer, but it bounced out. You know, it was like in the last, it was, I can't remember which, which series it was. And I'm like, no. And I'm screaming at the TV and my husband's in the other room. He's like, you know, this was like already on the air (laughs) 20 years ago. And I was like, I know, but it's crazy to watch again. Anyway. And then my little leprechaun son, Nick said, I didn't know you like basketball. And I said, neither did I. I do. I like 1996 (laughs) basketball. Excellent,
1: Carolyn. Okay. You got anything else for us today? I have one today? more thing. Okay. Um,
3: the M- MLB Zach Pleszak. Is that the right way to say his name? Sure. He... <laughs> um, so they're supposed Carolyn to be... Carolyn always
0: makes our uh, knowledge of um, <laughs> middle-of-the-road baseball players put on just full yeah, display. Or yeah. lack thereof, I guess.
3: I really like to show you that I know things.
1: You, we know phone. We know you know very much. Yeah.
3: Um. He is a, a... He plays for Cleveland. Okay. And he... Went out and while they're in Chicago and went out.
1: Mm, Okay.
3: Claims that he went over to a friend's house to look at baseball cards. And his team is mad at him because you're not, you're supposed to stay in your room. You're supposed to be quarantining. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that? Tell me your opinion.
0: Started watching the new hard knocks last night. And, and as Ryan and I have talked, was this the first episode yesterday? yesterday? Oh man, yeah, I gotta go see. As I Ryan and I have discussed extensively, living where we live makes it seem like we live on a completely different planet compared to what other people are going through with this pandemic. It's definitely altered our lives, but I mean, not really comparatively. I got friends that live in cities that can't even leave their house. Right, it's terrible. But the the way that it's impacted the NFL, like watching NFL training camp, watching. You know, these guys, they set up this gigantic outdoor tent for the Chargers, and they all sit you know, 15 feet apart, and Sean McVay's yelling. There's no one in the first five rows. Is just Sean McVay's just yelling to conduct meetings. <laughs> it's just interesting. But I think Anthony Lynn, head coach of the Chargers, makes an interesting comment. He says, there's going to be 30 teams in the league that, that navigate the pandemic at different levels. There's going to be a team that does it the best that team's going to have the best chance to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Why not us? Let's make this our advantage. We got talent, but let's make this our advantage. I think that's going to be the thing where it all comes down to. I mean, the baseball, the integrity of the game is getting ruined right now because the more you postpone, the more you have disparity of schedule and teams not playing games. I don't know how you can determine true division champions and playoff spots, but in the NFL, there's no such thing as a postponement. Once the game's canceled, it's canceled. That's going to be the crux of the entire NFL season. But I mean, I think that It's interesting because I do think that personal discipline, when it comes to professional athletes, it's going to have a huge influence on the results on the field.
1: To answer your actual question, though, about Zach (laughs) Pleszak, Uh, if I was a teammate, I would be I would be very unhappy with them. Yeah. And the reason I'd be very unhappy with them is because this has already happened in baseball. I mean, multiple teams, multiple series have been suspended, delayed, postponed, et cetera. We don't know how this is all going to go. And your actual paycheck depends on you playing games. Right. And so whatever you think about you know how scary the sickness is or isn't for people of a certain age, athletes, you know yada, yada. That's not the point if you're on a baseball team right now. The point is we got to be able to play. and we're all going to do it this way so that we all have the best chance to play because baseball took three days to have it all fall apart for for multiple actually franchises, at least you know, in terms of playing straight through. So Cleveland doesn't want that to happen to them. Their money depends on it. Their opportunity to win a championship depends on it. And so you're going to go look at baseball cards or whatever because because you want to, because you're tired of being in here. Then I understand being upset with it. And it's not so much about the, the pandemic and safety per se. It's about all the things that go along with that as you're a professional athlete, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think it's pretty selfish just because he doesn't want to sit in a hotel room.
1: Carolyn, thank you. Thank you. Man. She brings the heat once again. The chick who does no sports brought to us by the Iron Grizz. If you haven't been to the Iron Grizz, do yourself a favor. It's one of the little gems in the city of Missoula. The uh, bistro, restaurant, patio, beautiful spot out there at the University Golf Course on South Avenue, right at the base of Mount Sentinel. You can sit on the back. Watch the folks golf. Enjoy a sunset. Enjoy a great meal. They got a garden. They're growing the food that they are then serving to you. It's very, very healthy. Very, very tasty. Excellent stuff going on at the Iron Grizz. And, Culture. we're here to hook the people up. 361-3688. Call right now. What are they going to get?
0: Got a free appetizer as well as a free bottle of wine for you. If you guys call right now, caller number two: 361-3688. One day you'll know this phone number. Uh, You know? Maybe. (laughs) 329 1899.
1: I remember that one. Don't confuse I know, I know. Call us right now. You got the
0: app, got the bottle of wine. You can go out there and watch guys go off the number one tea box. Maybe you can enjoy uh, a little bit of the uh, buttermilk biscuits. Delicious.
1: I'm telling you, it's the perfect it is the perfect date night, man. You get yourself an appetizer a bottle. Especially of wine, this time of year. Maybe then you go ahead and have just uh, you know, an entree while you're sitting there and uh, a spectacular setting. And again, really, really delicious food. It's outstanding.
0: All the Cajun flavorings are really good too. Get yourself an entree while you're there, because we're already getting you started. No kidding. Might as well. Shrimp and grits are delicious. Crawfish atouffee, really good. Iron grizz located at the base of Mount Settle. University of Montana Golf Course, 515 South Avenue East, the Aaron Grizz American Bistro. We'll give it a try today. What costs more, playing or not playing? Next.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more.
1: 2 of Nuwana's, nine ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Thanks for letting us walk you down the aisle into your weekend. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you got some fun and uh, safe plans. Everybody take care of each other out there on the roads, on the waters, and so forth. Uh, I don't think I've seen as many campers on the road in my life as I've seen today. Mm. I mean, they are in force, man. People just... Hooking up and heading out to wherever's man, enjoy it. Uh, in any case, You're coming in from wherever, too. That's, 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 that's also maybe part of it. Uh, in any case, um, Coulter, just briefly here to wrap up the hour, um, it, I thought it was worth looking at this. You sent me this tweet earlier today, uh, from <coughs> excuse me, from Pete Thammel, who said he spoke. To a group of five athletic director today, okay, group of five now, okay, so some mid-major school, uh, who said it would be more expensive for a school to play than not because of reduced revenues and increased costs, specifically related to the COVID uh, uh, testing that that was going to be required. Yeah, And so uh, it would be a $1.5 million loss to cancel the season. Yep. It would be a two point two million dollar loss to play the season. Yep,
0: and this is what we've been talking about with the Montana schools for a long and time. And so
1: it's just it's 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 that it's that great imbalance. Now, again, it's really uh, it, this is so important to emphasize. There's only, I mean, I don't know what the number is. I'm going to say fifty schools in the country at any level. They're all power five schools, or at least. Maybe there's a couple mid majors, but that actually make money for the school and for the athletic department playing football.
0: Mm, more there's 65 teams in the Power Five. They all make money because of the TV contracts.
1: Okay, that's yeah, that's fair. That's right because they all have a contract now one way. All the net- and, and,
0: and more, than, all of them do. more than half of the Mountain West makes money too. You think so? Because of the TV contracts. You think so? Yeah.
1: I'm not sure, man. I mean, Wyoming makes money. Boise State makes money. Boise State Nevada presumably uh, makes money. I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of break-even. And I think it's also worth emphasizing, outside of NDSU, which I don't know the answer to, but there is no FCS program that makes money playing football. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the University of Montana in the Big Sky Conference is as close as it comes, and as we've talked about, they are they're basically supported at at a rate of one third of their budget from the institution. The rest of it they're able to make on their self, which is worlds better than most of the team at the Big Sky Conference, which usually need four fifths or three quarters of their budget to come from the institution that they're not able to generate on their own to to play football. So, you know, it's it's uh it's a fun sport to play. It costs a ton of money to play it. And the revenue has to come from somewhere. And it's a, it's an interesting case study, especially now, if you can't have the gate that you would normally get, if you have increased cost of playing to an already expensive sport, which would have been the case this season, then it may become just financially prohibitive. because. We want to sit here and say it's not all about money. It's not all about money. And hopefully at the end of the day, at least at this level, it's not all about money. That said, it is about money. Like, you have to have money to play the games man like that's the reality of it and so the you know in Missoula the GSA is out doing what what it is they do Kent Haslam is and 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 the rest of the you know in athletic administration doing what they do in terms of, of raising money from boosters and from the community and so forth obviously promoting the game so you have ticket sales and that sort of thing you know a day of concessions all, everything goes into trying to generate this thing. But at, at least at this level, it's not about, quote, making money. It's about being able to continue playing football.
0: Totally. And analyzing the profit margins of a football program and an athletic department based on the subsidization from the school is a little bit tenuous because even the schools that make tens of millions of dollars of profit – Still receive state subsidization because they're mm. state schools. So in other words, although Ohio State athletics could be 100% its own entity, it mm. still receives a little bit of institutional subsidization because that's what keeps it tied to the school. You're just you're an independent pro pro, pro sports conglomerate if you're not if you don't receive some sort of academics or some sort of subsidization from the school. Really, I mean, part of it's the athletic fees, man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you have pretty, fees. About, I mean, like if you have fifty thousand students at Ohio State, and most of the kids that go there are at least somewhat. Inter- I shouldn't say most, but a, a large portion of your student population is interested in sports, and they want to have their Buckeye card to go to the game. Yeah. Then you're going to have subsidization from the school, even if you don't need it. And 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 that's fair. And, and that's fine. But also,
1: the the football program at Ohio State pours money into the school. No question. There's not. It, with with your television well, contract that's I mean when I say pours money into it it's not like they're writing a check to Ohio State University based on what they have
0: though there is money going in it's just like when a hospital is sold and so much so much of that money then is put into a foundation it's very much like what Ohio State will do it's not the athletic department is not writing a check to the president's exactly. office they're Correct. writing a check to the foundation then the foundation can say Oh, we received $50 million from the athletic department this year. We're going to build a new education building. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. So the athletic department doesn't buy the education building, but the foundation gets the money. You know what I mean? Sure.
1: Sure. It's all. But I, I guess all I'm trying to say is if we just talk about this in terms of red and black. Yep. Right. Most football programs, most athletic departments in the country are in the red.
0: And, and as, as such. And your point is well taken because it is basic economics. It's the analogy that I continue to use. College football is a fine dining restaurant. If you have a fast casual restaurant where people can order a sandwich that costs $9 and they can just order it on the internet and go pick it up at your store or you can deliver it to them via whatever mode you deliver by, then it's worth it for you to stay open no matter what, because something is better than nothing. Your production cost for said sandwich is very low. Your labor cost, uh-huh, uh-huh. your profit margins remain the same. It's But if you own a nice steakhouse where you offer a prime rib special, you can't selling some is not better than selling none. That's right. It's exactly the same analogy for most college football programs. Yeah. Selling some is not better than selling none. Selling none is better than selling some. It's 2 one Nuonis, two ninety ESPN Radio,
1: hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. It's Dame time, and who's the best teams that never won a championship? I think an
0: interesting list we've compiled for you next.